In these next four times together, we will do a short series called The Four Goliaths, Depression, Burnout, Anxiety, and Fear. We want to discuss these because this is the time of year where people kind of go through that. But today, we're going to look at the ugly reality of depression and how it can cripple us from a life of flourishing and how to overcome it. Welcome, this is Soul Old 2, and this is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian walk, one soul at a time. So glad to be with you here today. This is Lou Perez, and we love just sharing a hope with anyone who'll listen and help them to get through their life and to find God and to find hope. There's a scripture I'd like to share with you that is a powerful scripture that we all have lived to some extent at one point or another. And this scripture is found in Psalms twenty-two, fourteen, and it's believed to be have been written by King David. The scripture says, I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. Think about this for a moment. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. That speaks of being out of sorts with yourself, out of alignment in your heart. He also says, my heart is like wax, It is melted within my breast. We find here David, King David, if he's the one who wrote it, and there's debate, but, you know, some people think he wrote it. But whoever wrote it, they were depressed, whoever they are. And we find that King David, if he wrote it, was a man that even though he was a king, he struggled like anybody else. In fact, people who are important and who are famous often struggle more than anybody else. And uh, we find that uh, some may look at these characters in the Bible in a very romantic way. Uh, Men and women who live their lives in splendor. Uh, Maybe they were exalted above all others, and and maybe uh, we can see them as people who who seemed uh, to never have problems or, you know, or struggles. Yet, we find the man named Jacob wishing that he had died because of family issues. We find Abraham uh, going through some serious issues. We, we find Elijah uh, praying for death. We find Jonah sitting under a vine in the depths of despair, wishing that he might die. And these are all forms of depression in the scriptures. And we find that when, uh, when we go through it, it is never easy and it is never fun. And that's why I want to talk about depression today. We talk about depression because... We, we all go through it to some extent. And even Jesus went through depression. Matthew 26, 37 said that he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Depression, however, when, when you think about it, does not have to be the worst thing. Have you ever looked at it that way? Somebody once put it this way. A human being is capable of depression. Otherwise, there would be no capacity for joy. We have to have the hills and the valleys, don't we? And depression does not have to be the worst thing all the time if we can find joy on the other side of it. What is depression today? Depression has been defined at, uh, in the Webster's Dictionary as a pressing down or lowering. And uh, that's why people say, you know, I feel down today. Well, that's classic depression. It's been called the dark night of the soul or melancholy. Yet another picture of depression can be described this way. There's a true story of a man 
who saw a bunch of horses drawing a very heavy load of logs. And as they came to a hard place, a big bump in the road, let's say, they struggled and tried with all their force, and they strained every muscle to the highest tension, but they could not pull the load. Then the driver took some of the logs off and tried to get them to start over and to get over the hump, but they would not. He rolled off some more, but those horses would not start. He rolled off still more. Same results. The horses would not move. At the end of the story, he took every log off of the cart, and those horses had been utterly discouraged. They couldn't move. But then when every log was off the cart, then they moved forward. But he believed that those horses were depressed in a way. They, they were discouraged. They didn't believe they could do it because they were so down and the the hill was so strong that they just couldn't do it. Think about it this way. Any human can be in a place where they're pushing a rock uphill like, like Sisyphus, you know, like that Greek character Sisyphus. And Anyone doing that, be it human or animal, is not able to accomplish half as much as a person who has not lost heart. When you lose heart, you can't push that stone up the hill, and that's why we get depressed. We, we kind of lose our meaning, we lose our purpose, we lose the wind in our sails, or as a friend of mine puts it, we, we, we have the stuffing pulled out of us. And depression is a lot like that, isn't it? When you're down, it's hard to move things forward in your life. And some people describe depression as living in a black hole or having a feeling of impending doom. Some don't feel sad at all. Instead, they might feel hollow, lifeless, or apathetic, or numb. And depression takes so many forms, and there are signs of, of depression, such as uh, maybe uh, you can't sleep or, or you sleep too much. You can't concentrate or find that previously easy tasks are, are now difficult. And how about this one? You feel hopeless and helpless on a regular basis. Or you can't control your negative thoughts no matter how much you try. Or you've lost your appetite. Or you can't stop eating. These are signs of depression. But there are more. You are much more irritable and short-tempered than usual. You have thoughts that life is not worth living. There's a scripture that says, the spirit of a man or of a person will sustain their infirmity. But a wounded spirit, who can bear? When we have energy, when we have hope, we can do anything but when we don't have hope, it can even affect our physical body. This is the picture of depression. And I'm not saying these things to make you depressed because we know that we're in a season now, usually after the holidays, people get down, Christmas is over, you're broke, you have to lose weight from the holidays, and you don't have much to look forward to the next few months. On top of that, if you live in certain parts of the country, your weather, the weather might affect it. We live in the north and we get, you know, the the tundra. We get we see sometimes we don't see the, the streets until March 
where we live. And all these things can affect us. And then they have the lack of light that can cause depression in people's lives. But otherwise, depression is a real fact in life. And it's something that we have to deal with, we have to grapple with in our lives. Some causes can be past physical, sexual, and emotional abuse. Or other causes of depression can be conflict. Depression can result from a personal conflict between family or friends or people at work. David had a, one of his leaders named Joab that just drove him crazy. Jesus had Judas. Paul had someone named Diotrephes who really undermined his, his ministry. Think about who that person is in your life who maybe has, has been causing depression because of your interaction with them. Disappointments from a mentor, a leader, a parent, a friend, or a loved one can cause depression. Death or loss or rejection or divorce can cause great depression for long seasons. What about the family tree? Some families have a history of depression that may put a person at risk. But I want to say this because we live in a world that is not hopeless and where God exists, and God wants to give us hope. And I want to say this, specifically, that even though there can be genetic predispositions in my family or your family that maybe might influence us to be more depressed than others, this does not have to be our story when we have God, when we have His hope, because He can pull us out of it by His grace, along with help and and whoever we have to see, counselors, whoever we have to see to, to work through this, we can get help. But sometimes certain medications can even cause depression or major life events that are just powerful and memorable in, a, in us. Sometimes before a breakthrough, you get depressed. When you're pushing that rock up that hill and you're working so hard and you know it's going to work, it's going to yield great results, That is when some of us are prone to get most depressed, just before our breakthrough. Jonah, you know, the guy in the whale, he saw this challenge of going to Nineveh, and he decided instead of going to give them hope and tell them to turn their hearts to God, he decides to take a vacation, and he runs away because of this major event he had to face. Sometimes before a big event, a transition or a project, depression comes. Sometimes depression comes after a big event, transition or project. So there's so many forms of how this can happen, this weightiness, this lowering, this heaviness in our life. And why do we talk about this? Because we want to make sure that those listening to this realize that you're not crazy. You're not, there's not something wrong with you if you're going through this. This is a part of being human a part of life, a part of living in a broken world. Depression will often come before a great blessing or sometimes after a great blessing. Sometimes you prosper and depression comes. And we're not the only ones. Did you know that Abraham Lincoln suffered such depression that it was believed that his friends thought it wise to keep all knives and razors away from him? Think about that. One of the probably the greatest president we ever had in America. 
and he suffered from depression. Charles Spurgeon suffered from bouts of depression where sometimes he could not preach, and Charles Spurgeon was a famous preacher in the 1800s. Job said these words, Why is light given to him who is in misery, and life to the bitter in soul? Martin Luther, the famous reformer, once went from the most heavenly experiences to the depths of despair. He went back and forth, up and down. Often depression is like this this hilly journey where you're up one minute and down the other. And there was a famous actor slash comedian who, even though he worked hard and achieved great success in his career, he still suffered from, from haunting depression in his life. He did a 60s-minute interview, and he explained that there are peaks and there are valleys, but they're all kind of carved and smoothed out, and it feels like a low level of despair that you live in, where you're not getting any answers, but you're living okay, just okay in quotes. And you can smile at the office, you know, but it's a low level of despair. This actor further revealed, he says, I was on Prozac for a long time, this actor was named, is named Jim Carrey. So think about how depression can affect all of us. But how do you overcome it? How do you overcome depression? In this four-part series, I'm going to try to give solutions to each one that we talk about, but some practical things about depression. First of all, don't listen to your own press. In other words, don't listen to your own negative words. Sometimes our self-talk can damage us and it needs to change. Statements of hopelessness made in the dark are often unreliable, so you cannot trust them. When you have those dark, hopeless thoughts, you cannot rely on them. This is why we need friends and people who love us to snap us out of it. Also, avoid isolation. Being alone reinforces only one perspective, that negative perspective. So find somebody you trust and share with them. Thirdly, Connect with people who love you. There is a healing and encouragement that happens within community that you can't get anywhere else. But another one that comes to mind that I didn't really think about until now is this one. Help somebody who is in need. Nothing snaps you out of depression quicker than when you help someone who's going through the fire or suffering. When you help them, you're blessing them, but you in turn are being blessed. But also do the next thing faithfully when you're depressed. In other words, sometimes the most powerful, the most spiritual thing you could ever do is just choose to get out of bed, choose to go have breakfast, choose to go to work, choose to mow the lawn, choose to do your chores, choose to cook dinner. You fill in the blank. When battling depression, it is important that you do faithfully the thing that is in front of you. And lastly, before we close, learn to encourage yourself. The Bible says that David, when he was discouraged, he chose to encourage himself. And he said later on in one of the Psalms, I would have fainted had I not believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Thanks so much for being with us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share it with a friend.